So, hi everyone, my name is Talia Smith and I am the curator for the 2020 iteration of the Churchy Emerging Art Prize. With me today for this chat, I have Melbourne-based artist Lachlan McKee, whose practice explores painting and drawing. Thank you for joining me today, Lachlan. Uh, to start, I was wondering if you could talk us through your work that is in the Churchy exhibition. So, in the Churchy, I have two paintings. Um, they're both acrylic on polycotton and both measure approximately 60 by 50 centimeters. Um, they both, I painted them both around the same time and, um, and I was thinking a lot through sort of um, just how to, uh, firstly, how to apply paint onto a canvas um, using acrylics and how, and that sort of has been something that's um, really formed a lot of my practice as well. Um, and and the material and how the material qualities of a, of paint applications sort of um, how they can build up and end up at maybe a, a resolved image or how they can how they can stop short of resolving themselves and how how they can um, set up a sort of a conundrum for me to solve out throughout the process of the painting as well as the as well as the viewer on the on the reception of the of the paintings. Um, amazing. So I know that you are um, a recent graduate. Can you talk, talk me through um, uh, where you studied and you know what you studied and, and now where you are since you know you're not where you're from? Definitely. I um, so I studied a Bachelor of Fine Art painting at Queensland College of Art in Brisbane, which was a great experience. I was taught by some amazing teachers there. And um, now I've, I'm finishing, I'm completing my honours in Melbourne. I've um, come down to Melbourne where I'm studying at the Victorian College of the Arts, which is definitely quite a different experience um, because, because of the pandemic. Um, it's definitely something different to how I thought the year would go. Do you think that, um, I guess, you know, it's hard not to talk about COVID in, in terms of especially affecting your study and being um, a painter and, and only really setting up a, a kind of studio now, like you're saying, in your apartment, um, has it affected the, the scales you've worked on? Or like, I know your paintings that are in the show aren't necessarily very large anyway, and some of the other drawings that I've seen of yours are also quite small, but has that always been something you've wanted to do in your practice, like have small scale works or is it now being forced into that because of the situation we're in? I feel like um, small scale works, I've always felt a lot more comfortable on small scale works. I don't think that um, I've never really had the desire to start making um, larger works yet. So I can't say that um, working in my apartment has really being the pushing force to make smaller scale works. I think there's a lot of things which I'm still working through which don't require a, a larger surface. Um, and I think that I'm still getting my, I have tried larger scale works in the past, but I'm still getting my head around all the marks which can be made in a um, sort of small scale and the way a small scale is sort of enforce a boxing in of a work which I don't necessarily feel happens in a larger scale. Mm. I think that yeah there's something about the about this sort of idea of blocking things out or boxing in which is 
is um, implicit in, in, in a smaller scale, maybe. Yeah, I guess you are kind of constrained and um, I feel like maybe you can't be as free form perhaps. Um, I mean, or gestural, which is a very broad statement to make because I do know there are artists that obviously work on a small scale that do that. But I guess more like, and, and personally, I don't know whether you agree or feel that way, but um, yeah, that the constraints around working small mean that you have to be, I feel a lot more considered about mark making or how something is going to be read in that small little space that you've got. No, definitely. I've always um, butted up against sort of the idea of the gestural or the expressive mark and, and mm -hmm. how I can sort of, um, sort of poke, poke at it and see what, it, um, what, what else it can do. And on the smaller scale, mm -hmm. I think the ex expressive mark maybe reads completely differently to if it was um, carried out on a some, on somewhere larger. And I mm -hmm. think it also works into a um, sort of a, a almost um, narrative in moving throughout the, the structure of a smaller, of a small, of a smaller work. Yeah. Um, I know that, uh, or at least in your statement and, and when we've spoken before, that you're interested in it. And I know there is a long history of this and I did speak to Martin about this as well, but um, I feel like you can't help but talk about uh, the surface of the canvas or the plane of the canvas when you are a painter. You know, it is very one and the same. Um, and it, I feel that that is quite a concern for you in your work, or at least the work that is in the churchy. And I was wondering if you could sort of talk through what that means to you and, and how you uh, yeah, explore that within your painting practice. Great. So I think, um, yeah, the plane of the canvas is such a primary concern for the work in both the churchy and works that I continue to do. It's something that sort of um, I keep coming to as a point of tension. Um, I think I originally sort of started getting interested in it through use it, the use of an airbrush, which sort of makes you very aware of how far or how close you are to the, the surface of the, of the painting. The further you stand back, the more sort of dispersed the, the paint will be. And then it can get, when you're quite close, it makes a more finer mark. But also that sort of um, made me start thinking about maybe the z-axis of the painting rather than just like a, the up and down or the um, yeah the x and y axis and and the, how the way that can sort of play play with the expectations of the painting. Um, I think when thinking through through how to make a painting, um, what I have found to be most successful is sort of this building up building up, paring down through like a, through a thinking of it on the z-axis as if something sort of surfacing or, or um, surfacing or being consumed by, mm. by, the, by the plane. Yeah, I quite like that there's this um, almost uh, chaotic kind of vibe to, to your works. You know, everything is like fighting for your attention in it. And I really, um, I really like that about it. There's so much to look at and it really kind of messes with your mind a little because of this way of playing with um, plane and, and, and axes. And I really uh, enjoy that about a painting, which is 2D, you know, 
like it's it's not an object, um, which could be argued, I realize, but it's not a, a 3D object that you walk around, I mean. Um, and yeah, I really enjoy that about your work. And I was wondering, um, you know, you do have quite a, so you use paint, obviously, but you also, you just mentioned you had, um, was it the airbrush? What did you say before? Sorry? Yeah, an airbrush. And, yeah. and you yeah. also draw, don't you, on your works? Definitely. Oh, not, uh, there are a few sort of um, coloured pencil marks to sort of mm. help map out the, the, the canvas, but I think maybe the airbrush is a great way to bring the idea of a composition into the into the works or the idea of a line which i think is so so important to me maybe i rely on the line a lot more than um rendering or 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 color even it's sort of the the graphicness of a line sort of really structures the whole paintings um and you are working i mean i could be wrong just the last time we had spoken you were looking a bit of collage as well was that right yeah um, do you want to talk, because I know that you've just been going through your honours here and, and maybe talk about sort of um, if there's any new concerns or things you're interested in in your practice at this year of um, further study. So collage was a great way to sort of um, consolidate some of the things I've been thinking through, um, such as the depth of a, of a painting or a, or, or a paperwork, which I see as much in the same thing, but it as a way to really um, layer layer things on top of each other without necessarily having to pre-plan for them. Because yeah. if you layer something through painting, it's sort of you've already going to see the what's behind the painting, or it's going to um, end up with like an accumulation of texture on the surface. Whereas in collage, um, cutting a piece of paper, putting on another piece of paper, it has a very it's feels a lot cleaner. It feels like it's meant to be there. It, there's, um, there's sort of a directness about it, which I really love. And I still think and work through collage, but um, I think it's, at the moment, it's definitely preliminary to the painting practice. Yeah. It, it helps, yeah, um, maybe develop some forms which will um, kick off the painting or even sort of provide as a, as a, um, way to get into sort of the energy, which I feel like is an important part of the painting process. Hmm. I was wondering about your process and do you, I mean, you slightly answered it then, but do you create, um, you know, drawings, like how you, how does your drawing practice then come into your painting process is what I'm trying to sort of get at. Definitely. Um, so I've tried a few ways to incorporate it in, um, such as sort of drawing and then projecting onto the onto mm-hmm. the canvas, um, and that's had various degrees of success. The works in the church he um, didn't didn't follow that. They um, sort of they they started off with just these particular shapes. Um, there's the sort of a rectangle shape, two yellow uh, the two yellow. Um, rectangle shapes which is slightly curved at the top which was just sort of this shape which I was drawing around and sort of collaging quite a lot and they weren't projected but they were just sort of um, a nod to that shape which I was thinking through. Um, mm-hmm. So there's, I think they 
less and less that the drawings are projected onto it or directly references referenced, but um, they're instead sort of yeah a um, a ground to to then build the paintings off of a mm. way of thinking through maybe problems which can then be extended or um, thought about further in the paintings. Um, yeah, that's a really beautiful way of incorporating both of those practices. I, I always wonder if, um, you know, painters end up losing a drawing practice or gaining a drawing practice, you know, like, because everybody works so differently. So I was just really always curious about that. Um, would you be able to just list a couple of or, or expand on a couple of influences um, of your work, whether it's a theory or an actual artist, you know, just be quite cool to hear sort of who's, who you're looking at at the moment. Definitely. So I um, actually had the pleasure of being able to go to Venice Biennale last year with QPA and I feel like some artists which I saw there have been incredibly influential, such as Alex Decourt, who's a American artist who works a lot in, in um, video and installation and sort of the way he thinks through um, the logic in his work has been really influential to me. Um, Arshal Gorki, who is an Armenian painter who has this um, really lovely ability to have a directness or a spontaneity on the canvas while everything sort of feels like it's just meant to be so. Um, it is close to teetering, but it sort of doesn't ever fall apart his work, I think. Uh, those are two which I've been thinking through. There's um, a lot of German painters, which I love, and I've been thinking through what's been termed depthiness on, which was an article written on efflux by Timotheus Vermeulen. And um, he sort of talks about the way that we're in this, in a space, perhaps he positions modernity and post-modernity and then opts for maybe a third way that sort of dips in and out of mimesis. And, and if we were to think of it between like um, surfing as like a postmodern way of making work or and then deep sea diving as a way to think about modernist work in terms of our access to the real um this idea of depthiness of like dipping in and dipping out sort of this wavering and hovering in between um a referent hmm. that's really amazing um what was his name i'm just curious to read it right yeah so timothy t-i-m-o-t-h-e-u-s V-E-R-M-E-U-L-E-N, I think. I'll find it. It was on eFlux. Great. Thank you. I was writing that as a note to myself. Um, was there anything else you wanted to mention about your work on the show or about your practice in general? I mean, now that you, I've sort of like <laughs> started to think a bit about my influences and I'm thinking a lot about just the word grasping at the moment as this way to sort of um, com conflate because you sort of grasp for an idea or you grasp for maybe an object in in um, in the real and and I like this like sort of interplay between the two because it in both senses it, it maybe delimits a spatial um, space in in your immediate environment or sort of like a mental space 
And I also love the word in the sense that it's sort of a way to um, think about the potentiality of something because as an adjective, it's sort of like grasping towards something. Mm. It's you're you're always trying to get somewhere. And I think that's... um, that's been a really helpful way to for me to think through what it is I do in the in the studio each day. Sort of this um, reaching towards all this, and maybe this falling over in the process of reaching towards. But that's something which I've been trying to flesh out a bit. Um, the word grasping. That's really beautiful. Um, I did an installation last year that was called "Grasp and in brackets." then said reaching for the edge in brackets that was what i did yes look at that wavelength (laughs) yeah yeah i really liked that idea of um i guess because a a lot of my work looks at in betweenness so i thought you know grasp was something that um yeah really fit that so it's really nice to hear it articulated in the way from you as well it's very beautiful um, thank you so much for sharing with me this evening uh, in this chat. I will talk to you soon. Thank you.